up everybody and welcome to episode 45 of Off The Record. I'm your host, Imogen Marshall, and as always, please remember to rate, view and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and follow us on Instagram and Twitter and on Facebook. All the details are on our website, www.offtherecorduk.com. This week we're talking to the wonderful Jake Morrell after the release of his latest EP, Englishman, and the release of new music coming later early next year um i spoke to jake before his um full band performance um at the slaughtered lamb and you'll hear snippets of the show of that show throughout the episode so i hope you guys enjoy this one please welcome jake morrell excited for tomorrow then uh yeah it's, it's gonna be good there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of pressure building around the gig so i'm kind of just trying to keep myself just trying to chill you're like don't think yeah, about it no. don't think about it too much i guess no. it must be quite exciting to do the full band thing do you have much opportunity to like do it with all band rather than just acoustic yeah i love playing with the band yeah. um it's a lot more work like a lot more work a lot but... more rehearsals yeah, I mean, we've only had a couple of rehearsals this time because me being the unorganised person I am, um, yeah, I sort of, I got wrapped up in Country Music Week and uh, yeah, and, and I just sort of, things slipped, so, but we, uh, the last rehearsal sounded really good, so I'm, good. I'm really excited. Well, yeah, because you were quite busy in Country Music Week, you had the daytime hubs and what was it, you were also supporting Lindsay L, was it the week before that? The week before I was supporting Lindsay L, yeah, um, God, that was a little... That was a long couple of days. Like, I did not realise how far Manchester is. <laughs> was it up in Man... Oh, my God. This is what... No, I'm terrible with my English geography, so... I always think it's like, oh, it's two hours. No, it's not. No, no, this was a good eight-and-a-half-hour trek, full round trip, and I was like, I should have just got a hotel. <laughs> Do you feel like you gain quite a lot by, like, supporting them, though? Like, taking all those opportunities to sort of... Yeah, yeah, oh, God, I mean? yeah, definitely, definitely. Um... She she's awesome. Like, yeah. She's so cool, um, and like hugely talented. And and with this kind of country community kind of thing, um, like people turn up to see the support acts. Yeah, it's actually quite. I think it's slightly unusual one for country music, and people will like get really excited for the support acts as much as they do for the main. Yeah, thing? Um, or maybe and, that's just you know, UK country. Who knows? Maybe. Uh, yeah, it could be quite different in Nashville. Uh, I've, yeah. I've only ever done one little guest spot in Nashville, and, and yeah, uh, it different was, experience. Yeah. So I was going uh, back, um, like talking about um, kind of where I guess your love or like where you sit in the country in terms of like, have you always grown up with country music, or has it been something you came to like later in the day? It's it's kind of been in the background uh, for me. I, I technically I grew up on 
rock and roll. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. Um, like my dad. My dad's always been in bands and stuff like that. Yeah, because you grew up in um, Norfolk, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so, so not I'm, really I'm, the same like Nashville, Memphis vibe. Not really. <laughs> Kings Kingsland doesn't have the same ring to it, does no, it? No. 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 <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I, but like we were always listening to uh, like James Taylor and, and that kind of stuff yeah. as well. So it was kind of there. And then I went to um, Country to Country on like the first year it was ever put on. Okay. So you're and a Country to Country of... convert as in terms of that was the... Yeah, well, I was really folky, like really folky. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I went to uh, I went to Country to Country and I just kind of fell in love with, yeah. with all the music. I was just going around the free stages, didn't really know what the hell I was at. The free stages, seriously, are like one of the highlights for me in terms of it get, getting a different, like discovering new music. It's so, it's... It's really and cool. Over the years like, it's grown so much. Yeah, no, it's really cool. Like, I hope they don't change that. At, no. You know. God, um, but... it's becoming too big for its boots and suddenly it'll be like, I don't know. No, don't change it. <laughs> No, they, don't, they they need to not change it, but you never know, really. Like, you just don't know what. I know. Yeah. Sort of business. So has it always been singing as well? Have you grown up sort of singing since you were a baby, or is it just... Yeah, I, yeah. Started, on, I started on the theatre stage. Okay. Um, so more, like, so musical it, stuff? Like what? Musicals, or...? Yeah, yeah, so, like, just doing amateur dramatics and mm. all that kind of stuff. I never had, like, a lead role, because I'm an awful actor. <laughs> like, so bad. Um, but you could sing, so you sort of got in there somewhere. Yeah, I was always in like the chorus and all that kind of. You yeah, know, like I was just like, but I was just there on stage. Um, and yeah, we did some uh, we did some cool kind of productions, but it wasn't really where I wanted to to go. And then I picked yeah. up a guitar and wrote a song. So was that was that? How old were you when you start first started writing songs then? Fifteen. Okay, so old enough to have like some something more to write about than. Um... I don't know what you talk about when you're 13. Well, something but more to talk about, like a little bit later on, but um, a bit more mature, mature themes, I guess. Yeah, I mean, naturally, the first song I write about is about a girl. Of so. course, I mean that's what you've got to start <laughs> I mean, about. That's the what first. What are you thinking about? Yeah. At 15, 16 years old. Yeah. So. Was there a point then when you sort of so did you just carry on writing and writing and then sort of be like, okay, this is what I want to do with my life, or is it? Um, well, I went to um, I went to university down in Falmouth. Okay. Um, so I was in Cornwall for three years, and um, doing studying graphic design. Okay, um, so something a bit different. Yeah, um, and I didn't really. I kind of just played the guitar. I didn't really do any. I did a few open mic nights. Yeah. Um, and then in my last year, basically the the because uh, I was on the I was on the hockey team, um, and they got wind that I do singing so, songwriting and all yeah. that kind of stuff and and they just kind of they took the song that i'd released in college like two years ago a song called garden days and and they just ran wild with it and oh, that was god. just like was it something that you wanted them to run wild with or was it something you were like oh god please don't play that please stop playing it no i was kind of yeah. it was really it was quite it was really nice and they still like you know they're all coming like tomorrow night oh, amazing and, uh, this, they've been your like first i guess your first fan boys Big time, like yeah, and they're all like they're just like a great bunch, and you know like um and and they'll come out and support when when they can, and they generally yeah. listen to my music, which is even more hilarious. Like it's sort of, you know, when it starts off like they're taking the piss, and yeah, then and then they're like, oh, like, actually, I actually really like this, and this actually really <laughs> works, and you're like, oh, okay, thank you. Well, I guess they'd probably be your best critics as well. 
Exactly. I get messages from like uh, from people who I haven't spoken to in like three years saying, "Oh yeah, I just put your new single on my running playlist or something like that," and I'm just like, "This is weird." Like, <laughs> and yeah. I always think about that. It's like when you, I guess, when you release music, you're like, "I don't know where this is going to go in terms of like, there's someone probably playing this." I don't know, like out of like where your music is in the world. It's kind of weird to think about. Oh, uh, it's really weird to think about. Like. Like, I mean, I haven't got, I haven't got like the thousands and thousands of streams and all that kind of stuff. Um, but it's still weird to think that someone in like Chicago might be like cooking pizza or doing something, and you're you like I mean? just like, over like, here, like chilling in England. <laughs> it's really bizarre how like the industry has just kind of thrown that into the yeah, thing. just uh, and. I guess back in the day, someone would have to buy an actual CD, so you kind of know roughly the distribution of where it goes and all the rest of it. Whereas exactly. now it's like, it could yeah, be anywhere. Like you sell CDs when you're on tour and stuff, don't you? I guess they go into record shops as well. But yeah, you know, and it's like you can get a rough idea of where you where you sell the most CDs. But now it's like it can literally turn up anywhere. Yeah. So yeah. just so bizarre. But then, so from your release of your music and stuff, then it was Dermot O'Leary first featured you on Radio Two. That's right. Yeah. So how, like, when did, I guess, starting your music and that happen? Like, what was the... So I came gap? out of uni and I was like, right, I don't really want to do graphic design. Uh, yeah. It's just like... You're like, oh, this always, isn't for me I've, anymore. I've been one of those people who always wants to do something they love to do. Yeah. Like, I, I, the, the thought of sitting in a grey office behind a desk, just... Don't like, do it. Working for the weekend... It makes me want to cry. Um, <laughs> no, I, I completely feel that. Yeah, and I think a lot of people do. And it's, I, you know, I'm very lucky that I can do this. Yeah. Um, but I've also worked very hard for it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I mean, what, like, I'm like eight, nine years in now. Yeah, and it's, you know, you work hard to get where you are. It's not just like something that's just given to you. Yeah, and I think everyone has to go through that kind of crap stage like i have played some seriously bad gigs but so played some absolutely incredible gigs you know yeah so. you have to have a also you're not going to appreciate the really good gigs if you don't have the really shit ones and exactly so so like i think the week a week or two before i think i played like one of the worst gigs i've ever played before that radio 2 thing in liverpool um and then i kind of get this little phone call and it's and it's like oh we we're going to feature your song on radio 2 i'm like amazing and it's kind of like i guess it must have been like a down and then you're like oh my god wow amazing this is meant you know well i was on holiday i was on holiday in cornwall funny enough and i was um and i got this call and i was like and i was just like i was like you know contemplating life at that point yeah you're just like staring out of the water like is this meant to be but yeah yeah and then I got that, and then uh, and then I got the the offer. I got a tweet from um, a message from Emily Evis, yeah. Glastonbury, and um, and then Radio Two heard about that, and then they invited me on to play live. So do you know how then, that came about? Like how he discovered the so- songs and stuff. I do, but it's whether I want to tell you <laughs> because it's not cool. <laughs> now I'm even more intrigued. I'm like, if it's not cool, that's better, way better than it suddenly turning up somewhere. <laughs> Um, funnily enough, my so he used to do a thing on his because he used to be in the afternoon, didn't he? Yeah. Um, he used to do a part on a show called Some Mums Do Indie. Some Mums Do Indie, I love it. Yeah. So my mum called in without me knowing, and sort of sent them my track, and they absolutely loved it. Oh um, my god! Your your mum's been the start of the. That's pretty cool. Yeah. 
Uh, I don't know if that is cool. No, or not. but it is. I feel like I don't know. I said this to because I think I said this in another interview like uh, a few weeks back because they didn't know the story mm-hmm. either. And I, and I was saying I was t- telling my managers, um, you know, the Rick and all that kind of yeah. stuff. I was just like, yeah. So I was telling them about like how Mum called, and they were like, you don't leave, <laughs> you don't leave with that. Stop. Like, You're meant to be uh, cultivating a like, cool image. <laughs> well. You know, you might, really you've just got, cool. yeah, add that to the list of things to be grateful to mum for, just keep, oh, keep taking them off. You're my, like, parents are, my parents are legends, they're, they're yeah. awesome. Yeah. I have to keep adding to the, like, better Christmas lists and better yeah. birthday <laughs> presents. <laughs> and then, so obviously off the back of that, then the Glastonbury stuff happened. What yeah. was that like? Because I can imagine it was sort of like a bit of a whirlwind and suddenly you're, like, going to Glastonbury, like, kind it's, of where is um, do you know what? The only thing I really remember about that weekend is being extremely tired <laughs> and it being extremely muddy. Yeah, I mean, that um, sums up pretty much everyone's Glastonbury experience, I think. Yeah, like, I've never... I've been to Glastonbury before. When I went to Glastonbury, though, like, I think it was back in, like, 2009 or something. Yeah. Um, it was bone dry. It was, like, super sunny. And then I got the whole flipped experience of this, like, mud You have to experience knees. both. I'm sorry, but, like, if you go for the second time and you're playing... And it's blazing sunshine. You'd be like, "This isn't real. This is not England or something." Yeah, no, it was it was, it was really good though. Mm. Um, like, I mean, just to be a part of that. Yeah. Did you have the full band? Yep. Come with you. Have they been there since the beginning, or was that like something you had to put together for all things? Uh, for for that time, I did have like a regular band, but now um, most of the time, I'm just pulling in session yeah. he kind of plays the only person who's been uh truly kind of solid i think he's only missed two gigs ever oh my god uh, is is my drummer lewis yeah uh, I, I, we grew up at one village down the road from each other and i've oh. uh, been playing each with you know music with each other since forever so so he's got to be there you're like my good luck charm over there as well yeah <laughs> although it's like the the country music week gig i did without him because he was in playing in dubai um, or over some playing out in Dubai while we're over yeah, here like no, in the right. cold and the rain <laughs> um, yeah so it's, it's really hard to keep people when it's not like a band yeah it's really hard to keep people together yeah and I guess when um, so it's like, like not con- like you're not we're playing this show every week and stuff like that like it's, it becomes like they might have other things yeah I mean if you think about you know I write the songs I record the songs I pay for everything you know that it's not, you know, I just I just kind of throw the money when I can to, to play <laughs> yep. to, to the show. So there's no, like, massive investment for them, Yeah. Uh, really. Uh, not at this stage, anyway. Yeah. Um, so it's, you know, it is, yeah. it is what it, it is. It is but what they, it is. They're, always, they're great guys. And, yeah. Uh, like I said, it's, it's always fun playing with them. And then, obviously, after, so after Glastonbury and all that stuff, then you recorded um, Wire and Thorns. Did you, first of all, like, see that becoming... No, that was that was recorded. Oh, was that before? Sorry. Yeah, yeah. I'm getting yeah, my yeah. stuff confused. Well, going back to that, um, yeah. it was, so it was obviously recorded with Brett Shaw. How did that partnership come about? And So like, my guitarist at the time, okay. uh, Charles Monroe, he, um, he, he had worked with Brett uh, on a like a jazz fusion album, I think. Okay. Like, like a few, yeah, I know. God, he's, he's so multi tap like, multi- got his fingers in all these different genres and... Yeah, I know. Um, so, yeah, we uh, 
just basically got we were just looking for a producer because everyone was like you need to you need a producer you need like proper yeah legit kind of person and uh, and charles just kind of goes i know a guy and, <laughs> and he's and someone Brett, who's like vaguely good like you might have heard of his music yeah he's done this i'm just like yep yeah, cool sold yep <laughs> so i've like, never worked with a producer before yeah. at that point uh, i'd literally gone into the studio and just done what I thought I needed yeah. to do and and the studio stuff is such a learning curve I was gonna say like even just learning to work with a producer that must be kind of like a weird transition yeah it's um because obviously you go in there and you think right I'm gonna do this this and this yeah. and then they go what about this <laughs> and you're like oh mine <laughs> didn't even consider that I don't know what to do yeah um so that was that was a really good experience um and yeah so he he did a he did a really really good job on that ep actually yeah. was, uh, if you're not happy with it yeah so i tried to i tried, I tried to, sort to stick of maintain to that. that yeah we well, kind of got yeah. to because at the end of the day people are going to go back they're not it's not just going to disappear people are going to go back and look at your back catalogue if they like your stuff so you want to yeah. keep the fans in and you know with stuff that you're proud of yeah exactly and if you know if you're not proud of it why should anyone else be exactly like, anyone else listen to it so and then, so obviously, like when you played CTC in its first year, what what year would that have been in? The first first time you played. Oh, I didn't play the first year. I just went. No, as in, like, as in, what what? When was the first time you played CTC? That's what, sorry. So what, I've, I've played the last two years. Okay, so um, I guess, but I guess you seeing seeing it for the first time, and then you've kind of seen it grow a little bit. Um, yeah. Was it always well, something you wanted I, to be a part of? I, I didn't have any management or anything at yeah. that time. Um, and that's obviously when all the Dermot stuff happened. It's it's kind of like my timeline has been a bit kind of jumbled. Yeah, like, I'm trying to put it together. I'm like, oh god, it's not put. I'm really yeah, bad at putting it together. I need to get like head. a big piece of paper and draw it out. Yeah, I'd be like, like this happened, then this happened, then this happened. It's like, well, I guess no one's stories are like. No, no. It doesn't. I, it I doesn't mean, always just grow and grow and grow. It's sometimes weird roots. I was so fresh at living in London at that point as well. It was just like, I was kind of like exploring and then we just like, just, I think we got like a flyer through our door just saying this like festival's on or something oh like that. And we're like, it's cool, it's free, let's go. Can you imagine C2C handing out flyers now? If they'd be like, we, we need less people coming. It's too many people. Yeah, I know. Um, but yeah, no, I think, yeah, it was, it was two years ago I played yeah. the first one, like my first one. And, uh, yeah, so it was. It's such an awesome festival. I know it's amazing, and it must be kind of cool for you in terms of um, play. You know, playing it year and year. I think it's still the whole thing with UK country is it's just growing and growing. So it's kind of must be nice being a part of that and seeing it. Yeah, grow. massively, massively. It's like the funny thing is I don't really count. I don't really class myself as country. Like, I just always, yeah. I just always let other people class me as country. Um, but I love the genre so much. I'm not anywhere near offended yeah it's a funny one because it's not like at the end of the day it's not um like you're not going like oh hey y'all not wearing your western shirts and stuff but exactly which is why i think it's so in such an interesting movement at the moment like uh you know because it's it is country but it's like there's there's a big kind of spin on it from because you know we don't have the stetsons we don't have i mean there are people who do that and they put on the american accents yeah and that's that's great that's that's them you're not going to be doing that, which is fine. But I think we should, you know, um, I think it's nice when people take elements of it. Yeah. And then mix it with our Britishness, really. I know, you because know? it's not like, 
I mean, with a very British accent, you can't really pull off saying y'all and going around talking about no. trucks and tailgates. It doesn't quite work. No, I mean, like, I mean, look at, um, what was it, War Thomas. They're very British girls. Yeah, I mean, they open their mouths and you're like, yeah, you're, mm, it's not, cunt. it's not what Americans it's would be not... like. They'd be like, mm, no. No, I mean, I, I, you know, I follow them on Instagram and stuff like that. And it's like, they, you know, they do their little stories and I'm like, yeah, I mean, okay. they're sitting there drinking their tea, and you're like, exactly. mm, yeah, it's not, it's not quite, it's not quite whiskey and a, I don't know, fireball and all that stuff. Oh dear, no, I don't know, like, I don't know how much of that stuff is put on in the US. I feel like it. I feel like it's kind of like if we went over there. I think most people try and keep their British accent. You know, everyone tries to be slightly stick to their roots. They know it works. Yeah. Because I actually was, I found it interesting because I was obviously like looking at things, and it is quite interesting that there's you're one of the sort of fewer I would say male like really good people who put in the country bracket. Yeah. Would you say because there's so many more women, and I just find it quite interesting thinking about that. Well, if you go to the states, it's like flipped, isn't it? Yeah. So, well, it's like so all a lot more men. male than there are. Uh, which is why I think it's really like when you get the US artists come over, the male US artists come over, that's why people are like really into it. Yeah. There isn't that much over here. Yeah. So, you know, there's definitely a gap in the market. I'm just I'm trying to fill it. Just trying to fit in. Yeah. No, um, I mean, yeah, there's, there's so many good artists coming definitely. through as well. It's, it's really, it's really cool. Yeah. Like, and obviously talking about your 2018, I feel like it's been a pretty big year with the release of your EP. Um, was there, first of all, was it, did it feel like a long time coming, releasing the next batch of music? Big time. Yeah. Big time. Yeah. I mean, like, there's a lot of things that kind of come into it. I mean, like, funding for a start and, uh, you know, you're kind of looking at, you're playing these shows and you look in the bank and you're like, oh, can we stretch to this? Yeah. It's just like... But, um, but we, you know, with the management on the board and all that kind of stuff, uh, I got set up with um, with Chris Webb, who's an amazing producer, like yeah. a really cool guy. And it just we just kind of sorted it all out, and then we got in the studio, and um, like he's got some amazing friends. I mean, we were mm-hmm. in the studio where like Arctic Monkeys things were mixed and uh, like Half Moon Run and like all these like big big hits. names. You were like, yes, and now I'm here. I'm completing this. It was like it was like because the studio doesn't look like much now that where we were. We were in Kent, and um, would not have expected like... you to say Kent as well. I was I was just think that it will be in like I don't know the main London bubble, but it's funny when it's outside. Yeah, no. Uh, so it doesn't look like a studio, yeah. and it's like it's all like it's a bit of a mess. And then you walk through this hall to go, like, go into the. Uh, this other section and it's like you just got placard after placard and it's like holy shit <laughs> you're like i am i'm now among legends like this music i mean it's pretty damn cool uh, was it a bit stressful though like going into the studio in terms of like knowing obviously that warren thorns like really successful and then it'd been a few years like did you feel like you had to match up to sort of the success you'd done before in a weird way um yes and no uh i mean it was stressful for that for the Englishman EP because of the time restraints on it because we wanted to get it out in and around country yeah. to country um, so that suddenly sort of whacks like a load of pressure on things um, yeah and time constraints for music I feel like means it, it's one of those things you can't it's quite hard to put a time constraint on because it's like where the inspiration comes from and all the 
Yeah, I guess the good thing is that I'm always writing, so I've yeah. always got material kind of there if we need to. Mm-hmm. It's it's when you get into the studio and it's like you get down to the nitty gritty and uh, uh, you know, and you not you can't quite get a drum part right or you can't yeah. quite you know something's not sitting right and then you have to work hours and hours trying. And you're to... like, what is that little thing that isn't quite working right now? Yeah, that's when they're sort of like you, um, the, when I get frustrated yeah. because it's like because um, I'm very much one of these people who just go in. And uh, I just want to kind of go bam, 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 done yeah. kind of thing. And then and then I'll go back to it. Um, it must be quite hard when, particularly when there's something that's just not quite working and you can't quite put your finger on what it Yeah, I mean, that's, the, that. that's where the producer comes in, though. I so, guess, yeah. Like, uh, that's, that's always, that's what's the great thing about working with a producer is it's a completely different opinion. Yeah. To, to you so and they'll um, they'll introduce things that you just wouldn't i guess it's just always useful having that second opinion as much as anything else yeah so did you go into the ep with a bunch of songs that you knew were going to be on it or was it sort of like started recording and then it kind of so so uh, if i know i'm going to do an ep um i'll generally go to the team uh, including the producer and everything yeah. with uh so normally i'd say an ep is like what four four tracks yeah. five maximum so i go there with six or seven songs okay. and the ones that i think are really strong and yeah. i know we've talked about and all that kind of stuff and then we just kind of we pick the the four uh, yeah. and if one of them doesn't work we've got some reserves yeah it's good yeah. have got some backups in case there's suddenly i don't know not working had you had um like englishman had that been in the bank for a while or was that a relatively recent addition i think it was new that year um yeah, Did you wrote that really with Kipper? Releasing that song. Was it Kipper you wrote it with? Yeah, yeah. so Kipper used to do Sting's production and was on tour with Sting and all that kind of stuff. Like walking when we when we wrote that song, um, I think it was our second write session. Um, and like you walk into his place and there's like Grammys on the wall and it's like, and I'm just like I'm just like, what am I doing here? Just <laughs> <laughs> really a little bit like, um, hi, yeah. You're like looking at the Grammys like. Should I get me one of those? I was so I was so nervous um, <coughs> that one because because I was still fresh into the co-writing as well, so I was just like, I don't oh. know, I didn't know how this was going to go. And that's that must be a hard transition. Like talking about like producer transition, like song co-writing with someone is something like I don't know. Must be must be quite hard to transition to like bearing your soul to different people. Yeah, it is. Um, but I love it. I yeah. absolutely love it. I've got a writing session this afternoon with nice. Owen O. Oh, yeah, yeah. Who is sporting He'll be sporting, yeah. So um, uh, that's going to be really fun. And But I love, uh, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Yeah. Right? It's just one of those, sometimes you click with someone, sometimes you don't. It's like friendships, um, isn't it? It's just a different kind of relationship to have with someone. So someone it's sometimes it's going to work and sometimes it's not. Yeah, exactly. And like, uh, I love going into a writing session and someone's really enthusiastic. Yeah. Um, because I'm fairly, I'm a fairly relaxed kind of guy. Um, uh, but like, say, um, when I write with Emily Faye, for example, yeah. um, you know, me and Emily, I think we write fantastic together. We've, we're getting like a good sort of rack of songs up. Yeah. Um, but she comes in and she's like, just, just ball of energy. And you need, um, as soon as you need that to like, write, we're going to drive. Cause if you had two really relaxed people, it'd be like, well, we're not going to write anything all day long. Yeah. Which I have, which I have had. I mean, I'm, I'm not like falling asleep no no no, i'm not saying that (laughs) (laughs) you're falling asleep in the corner while she's like right right, right, let's go let's go but it's also great when people um are not afraid 
to have a shit idea. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because that shit idea can sometimes develop in something or... And someone uh, might see something in it and be like, oh no, that, but this works better. Exactly, yeah. Which is, you know, there's so many things that make things work and some, you know, that don't and all that kind of stuff. Um, But it's, um, yeah, it's one of my favourite... Like, I love it. I just love doing co-writes and, yeah. and meeting new people that way. And, like, you get to know someone very quickly. I was going to say, well, if you've got to talk about, you know, all their emotional baggage and all that kind of thing, you're going you're gonna to get to know someone pretty quickly. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. No, it's, um, it's it, yeah, it's, it's a really cool thing, which I don't think a lot of genres no. do it. I think country music is one of the few. I, I could be wrong. Um, you know, not having played in other genres. Yeah. I mean, I could be and blissfully ignorant. Um, <laughs> We're just like, no, this is the, the only only belongs to country, right? I, I just know knows? it's a big. I just know all I know is it's a big thing in yeah. country. Like, was well, like the songwriting rounds and like all those things of like it's all about the story behind the songs as much as anything. Yeah. Else. Yeah, and it's it's really nice to have that second person to to help bring that story together. Yeah. Know? So did you bring the idea for Englishman into the writing session or was that something you hammered out together? I think we kind of hammered it out. Um, and basically it's, it's just my story. Yeah. Like the, if you look, if you go through the lyrics, you will see Yeah, it all pretty much just sums up. Yeah. You know, like all this stuff that I was listening to, um, you know, like when I picked up my first guitar, uh, the Worthy Farm is Glastonbury reference. Uh, oh, okay. I think there's like road names. It's yeah. Gayton, which is the little village that I'm I'm from. So you're like, this uh, is, if anyone wants like my autobiography in a song, this is it. It's literally, it, it's yeah. like totally that. Um, funny, the, I mean, the chorus says I don't need to go to Nashville, which I then did. <laughs> um, yeah, kind of controversial. Yeah. But, um, but it's not supposed to be it's not a derogatory song. No, no, it's not. To the Americans. What, what I'm trying to say within that song is how cool is it that you don't need to be in these places to discover this amazing genre of music. Yeah. Is what I'm trying to say through it, really. Um, but it took me a long time to figure that out from the song, even yeah. after I'd written it. Hence, I was really nervous. You're like, what are my feelings that I'm bringing out here? I'm trying to like unpack myself. It's like I'm picking a dream. You're trying to work out what your brain was telling you. Pretty much, like, but like, imagine playing that song at, to several hundred people at country to country for the first time. I mean, I was just, I was like, some people are going to take this really the wrong way. Particularly the country to country fans, who some of them are very passionate and can be. Yeah, but they things. love it. They absolutely love it. Like, um, and even like, uh, I've played it in front of like American artists and stuff like that, and they're like, yeah, yeah. Well, they it's must like, like it because it's not like they're not. You're not trying to be them. It's trying to be like, yeah, this is me. I'm, it's called Englishman. I mean, it's you know. Apparently, I'm not allowed to play it in Scotland. I shouldn't ever play it in Scotland. Oh, yeah. So maybe um, you just had to rename it to like Britishman. <laughs> the Brit. Yes. <laughs> And the other song I wanted to like talk to you about was Heading for Heartache because obviously that one was also been very successful. Um, who was that one you wrote by yourself or one you? No, wrote... I, I co-wrote that with Emily. Emily Fay. Yeah. Was that? Was... Did you come in with that idea or was it something you wrote together? As in the idea sure. came together. That one, uh, I think that was like our second ever write. The first write we ever had together was Long Way Around. Yeah. Um, and then so she's got two cuts on that um, that EP, which is you know. Yeah. Cool. Um, I don't. I don't really know where heading for heartache came about. I don't know if it's you know, definitely one of those songs so that gets stuck in my head. Like, 
it just won't leave my head at the moment. I was like, I need to need to know the story behind it. Um, no, no. I feel like it might be. It might have been Emily's idea. I'm not really sure. Yeah. Uh, um, recording all the videos for those because obviously the vi the videography is like beautiful for them was it did you come up with the concepts for those or was that something you talked to someone about so i've got a guy that i just i just use now because yeah. he's really reliable you're really like good. i know he's gonna do a good job there we exactly go. it's so hard to find someone who's like that into it and he's he's got a musical background as well which makes a difference okay um so uh, i think i came up with the concept for Englishman and kindness, and then yeah. I kind of timings got messed up or whatever. And basically, I just said, "Look, there's the rest of the songs. Go and do what you like." I think yeah. "Long Way Round." I think "Long Way Round" is like a little bit slapstick. Yeah. Um, and my, it was my manager that had the idea to kind of link them. There's all a subtle link at the end oh, of okay. every video. I don't know if oh, you yeah, noticed. The little. Yeah, I, I think it's something to do with the photographs. Okay, um, yeah. So he said, "You need to link it," and I, I said, "How about do it with the photograph?" Like. Um, that kind of thing. Ending, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that was that was kind of cool. Um, I guess it's one of those things you don't have to think about much until, or something you don't think you're going to have to think about is doing things like the videography and like the artwork and things like that. It comes, you focus on the music, and then suddenly it's like, oh, I've got to do all the other bits to promote it alongside it. Yeah, the whole uh, the video thing is something. I, because I, I didn't want to be in the videos. Yeah. And this, I didn't. I, mean, I hate watching stupid. myself on film. It's worse, worse, bad enough, like editing myself back on just talking. So I can't imagine watching myself on film. Ooh. Yeah. No, it was. Um, I, I really didn't want to be in, <laughs> in the videos, but like management, were like, you're the brand. You need to just suck it up. And... You, you need to just be in the somewhere. Exactly, yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was. Uh, it's not my favourite part of the the process because I don't you know um, when I when I don't like watching the videos back yeah. um, but the shooting of them particularly like the one for the new single that's coming out next year um, was a lot of fun that was like yeah because uh, I was going to ask what could what is what can we expect from the new single when that comes because that's coming out yeah beginning of next year is that right yeah it's going to be out on the eighteenth uh, of Jan Excite exciting start to the new year. Yeah, no, because we, we were going to release it this side of Christmas, um, but uh, just with everything that's kind of been happening, we were like, you yeah. know, we're not going to rush rush this one because we yeah. don't need to. Um, and I have no doubt that when that's being released, I'll be back in the studio doing the third one. Yeah. Um, depending on what happens um, as and when. But um, yeah, so that's going to be coming out 18th of Jan, and then the second single will be out in February, and then the EP will follow just before C2C again. Good timings. Exactly. Um, is it know. sort of, I guess, what can we expect? Is it sort of the same, similar to following on from Englishman, or is it? do you feel like the sound's evolved at all, or is it? It's a lot more country. Okay. It's a lot more country. Um, you know, there's banjos and all kinds of stuff in the, in the new single. Yeah. Um, but it's still, 
it's still you at the end of the day. It's, it's not going to be. You. It's not going to be like oh, suddenly different art, completely different sound artist. You're suddenly going rock and roll. Like no, it's it's just uh well you say that there's a lot more guitars and stuff. Yeah, uh, and it's uh, just a bigger, more polished sound. Yeah, um, you know, uh, I'm I'm trying to walk that fine line between uh, the super polished like Nashville. Yeah. Thing. And then our kind of British way of music, which is still quite yeah. polished, but, you know, there's a fine line. But there's between... a little bit more, gr- not grit, I don't know what the word would be, a bit more raw, I guess? Yeah, I but grit, you know, I, I know what you mean. Yeah, uh, that's sort yeah. of, have you worked with the same producers on it or is it different ones? So the new single um, has a different producer to the rest of the EP. Yeah. Um, so the new, for the, for the new single is called Home and yeah. uh, working with a guy called Matt Clifford. Oh yeah, Rolling Stones keyboardist. Rolling Stones keys player. There yeah, um, yeah. He's been a really. I think he should be there tomorrow night. Um, he's been really cool to kind of write with and hang out with. And, yeah. Uh, and, he must and, have some pretty uh, good stories. Yeah. No. Definitely. And uh, you know, he invited me out to Prague. I got to go and see the Rolling Stones out in Prague and all that kind of stuff. I mean, uh, there's worst invitations to be offered. <laughs> Exactly. I took my dad. It was really cool. Like, uh, and it was one of the best gigs I've ever been to in my life. Yeah. Um, like, you know, a hundred thousand people in the middle of oh outside of Prague, and we were like, you know, banging the front and yeah. Uh, yeah, thoroughly spoiled. I can imagine. Uh, tiring forty-eight hours though. That was. Uh, we literally went there, gig back, and it was like I was just a bit like. Ugh. By the end, you're like, right, I need my bed. I need some sleep. <laughs> So for the rest of the year, you've obviously got a few more shows coming up, and then is it just sort of? I guess it's God. The rest of the year is like two months. I can't believe it. Um, I know it's crazy. It's absolutely mad. But it's been such a whirlwind of a year. I'm, I'm yeah. kind of looking forward to the Christmas break. I was going to say you got because by the time you've finished all your shows, it'll be Christmas break, and then by the time you that's done, it will be the release of this the single. So it's yeah, yeah, and kind then of crazy. Uh, and then we're just firming updates now for a, for a February through to March tour. Okay. Um, which is great. Uh, so I'm going to be going all over the UK, uh, literally from London to Glasgow to Exeter. And going to have to get used to more trains, more long train journeys. I drive, actually. Um, yeah. yeah. I was going to say, actually, the amount of stuff you've got to take with you. Well, there's that and you know, just like expensive <laughs> trains. Yeah. It's, it's gross. Just... Mad. Right, so I always end with like just final 10, just stupider questions. Yeah. Um, wine or whiskey? Uh, wine. What are you currently binge watching? If you're binge watching anything, uh, just started Sabrina. The oh, I need to watch that. I keep getting recommended it. <laughs> That's not cool, is it? No. Uh, anyway. It's fine. It's new, therefore it's cool, right? It's really good. To be fair, it's really watch. dark. I, I I kind of thought of it as like a teenage witch thing, so I didn't realize how dark it would be. There you go. Yeah. Um, record you can't live without if you're stuck on a desert island. Um, a tricky one, I think. <laughs> I'm not really one of these people who like listens to albums. Yeah, oh, like, you listen before. to singles. If I was, if I had to say anything, I'd say uh, the John Mayer uh, "Paradise Valley." Oh, it's it's one of my all-time favorites. Song you're currently playing on repeat. Currently playing on repeat. Hang on, let me look at mine. <laughs> Mine's always like heavy rotation on Apple Music or whatever. Oh, um, Die From A Broken Heart, Maddie and T. Okay, that's a great song. What would you name your first headline stadium tour? 
the thank God it happened. <laughs> oh, very creative. That was that was quick creative response. Um, would you rather never be able to write songs again or never be able to perform again? Oh my God, that's like <laughs> painful. Uh, if I had to say, if I had to say, <laughs> I would say, oh my God, this is like torture. <laughs> um, I'd say that... You're just going to keep changing your mind after uh, each one. Like it is, I'd have to keep the songwriting. Okay, yeah. yeah. I feel like it's therapy. It's good for uh, the yeah, soul. I just, it's, it's definitely a, a side that I really, uh, I like to develop. Yeah. And, um, as I do love performing, like, oh my but God, you just, just killed, oh, you just no. killed my... Would you rather go on a massive tour with an artist of your choice, like anyone you wanted to do, um, but you have zero interaction with them, so you can't talk to them, or go on a smaller tour with a lesser known artist, but they like get you up on stage with them? Oh, the, the, the second one, I think. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. Strangest song inspiration you've ever had? Wow, these are hard <laughs> questions. Oh my god, it's far too early to be honest. <laughs> I know it's only like eleven o'clock in the morning. Like, my brain needs to wake up. Strangest song inspiration. This is the last hard one. To be fair, it's probably long way round with Emily Fay, like her driving yeah. me round the Guildford roundabout for like. Five okay, that hours. that is the strangest song inspiration. Yeah, there we go. There we go. That. I mean, like, I'd kind of had the idea, and then she just kind of. Yeah, that was just going up with that. Yeah. yeah. Do you have a pre-show? Ri- God, do you have a pre-show ritual? Uh, it's kind of just like boring and lame, but it's like uh, I'll make sure I drink plenty of water, yeah. and then with the if I'm playing with the band, it's um, hands in, do something silly, yeah, that kind of stuff. And the last one, just complete the sentence. Music is life. Country music is. Whiskey. <laughs> Jake Morrell is. Lost. <laughs> I love that. Thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me, particularly so early in the morning. That's fine. It's not actually that early yet. Um, and I'm, I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm up like seven o'clock every day, like, oh, God. so yeah. it's all good. Um, and looking forward to the show tomorrow. Yeah, it should be good. Yeah. So. If I had help, some of your mind A little bit of faith Just to see me through the night I'd be happy with my lot If I had half of what you've got When I grow up Yeah, I'd be happy with my lot If I had half of what you've got When I grow up See the world and grow old. Tomorrow's another day. Yesterday can be changed. Today's the day. Today old stories can be made.